Is the Mises Caucus position that you can be a bigot and be a member of the Libertarian Party? Yeah, you, I think yeah. that that is absolutely the position. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't agree on what being a bigot means. Yeah. Wouldn't it look bad that you're removing a plank that says that you're against bigots? Like, what's the harm in saying you're against such a thing? Well, or, it looks or letting bad other to, people see that? It, it quote-unquote looks bad to say that we're in favor of legalizing heroin, but we care about the truth. So, so... Okay. I don't actually think that someone who's trying to be a truth seeker and understand what's going on and asked a question about whether or not Jews run Hollywood is an anti-Semite. So the issue I think is cities are too dense, yeah. the culture is too fractured. This idea of multiculturalism is just... It's a failed experiment. First question though, I gotta ask, what is that t-shirt? This, oh, this is, is a day where your your movement is taking over the Libertarian Party. I'm investing a lot of you know value in what you're wearing. What is that? <laughs> well, it's a Jordan Peterson shirt. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of the Bigotarians podcast. Archie, Archie, really like that one. <laughs> I'm your host, John Hudak, along with Jeremy Kantorowicz, Archie Plower, and our tech guy. So our tech guy has a name, but we just call him, we call him tech guy. So, we've got a lot to go over here. Um, it's been, what, two months? June, June 4th, so a little over two months. Over two months. Wow. I feel like we haven't done this in forever. Like, I don't even know what to do next. <laughs> what, do we, what do we do at this point? I think I asked. What's on the agenda tonight? I, I mean, I have some things written down over here, but how's everyone been the last two months? How is everybody? Really good. Yeah, things have been good. Summer's. I'm, I'm boring, quiet. so yeah, summer's going by too fast. Weekends are short. Such is life. It happens. Yeah, summer is like so, boom. So we got a lot to talk about here. Um, so since the last time we talked, I mean, we covered some of the Mises Caucus takeover stuff because we did that stream like a, right after it happened and then we did a stream a week later, but there's been a lot of development since then. Um, then Roe v. Wade happened, so we got, a, we got a lot to discuss. First of all, I don't know if anyone's been keeping an eye on the Libertarian Party Twitter, but if that's their idea of what good messaging is... Uh, we have a difference in opinion. <laughs> well, no, it's not a difference in opinion. It's a difference in facts. Like, <laughs> actually, it's terrible messaging. Facts, so, philosophy. Like, when, a guy like, when a guy like James Lindsay gets banned from Twitter for just... I don't, what did he even get banned for? I, I, I know he's one of those people that, like, thinks everything is critical race theory and just, like, freaks out about the gays all the time, kind of like the LP's new communications director, but we'll get that out later. But uh, the day after he got banned, 
the LP put out a tweet saying that like McCarthy didn't go far and or no, it was like McCarthy underestimated the threat or something like that. And it's like, really, you want to feature like the guy who's not even a libertarian going on about McCarthyism? Like that's you really think propping up Joseph McCarthy is going to like really reach people? Because I don't think if you did some opinion polls or something, I don't think you're going to get very high favorables on Joseph McCarthy. And I mean, I know we shouldn't just base everything on opinion polls, but it's not like McCarthyism is like a main viewpoint of libertarianism. It's not like, it's not like, oh yeah, like we should legalize heroin even if people think we shouldn't. Like, yeah, talk about that, but not talk about McCarthyism. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, it uh, goes to their chosen core demographic. Yeah, no, yeah. it definitely <laughs> I mean, does. I mean, you even have... I mean, it's... Right. It's obvious who who they're trying to appeal to. I mean, it's pretty pretty blunt. And you had uh, the the guy who runs the or is supposed to be like in charge of the Twitter with Dave Smith. His name is Dave Benner. He uh, he's very national committee. He writes for this neo Confederate organization. You're breaking up a little, John. John, you broke oh, up. Technical difficulties. Could you hear me well through that or no? Okay. Uh, one more time. No. Try again. Yeah. So he writes for this this guy named this guy Dave Benner. He's on the Libertarian National Committee. He writes for this neo Confederate organization called the Abbeville Institute. He was going on on Twitter after that tweet came out about how McCarthy is like unfairly denigrated, and he was basically just standing up for Joseph McCarthy, which I think is is kind of weird. But uh, we also had, uh, in terms, well, God, I have a whole list of stuff here. There's so much to cover. I mean, we can't we can't just go two months <laughs> anymore. We had Jeremy Kaufman stuff about how he says he's for reparations, and the reparations are. I'm paraphrasing here, but if you're a black person who had an ancestor who was a slave, he'll buy you like a ticket to Africa, or he'll make you shut up, or he'll tell you to shut up, which is really going to, I mean, again, what demographic is that going to appeal to? I think it's the, the angry racist demographic. What else do we got here? Oh, yeah. And then Joshua Smith going off about Globo homo, which he likes to say, like, he doesn't, he's like, oh, yeah, that's not anti-gay. It ever like, okay, call it global homogenization or whatever, but that doesn't even make any sense in that context. His tweet was something like, if the thing to do if you're a parent and to piss off the global homo or whatever, I, whatever he said, is to uh, have your boys like work boots and jeans or wear dresses. And I, I don't get how that's supposed to oppose global homogenization. Like that's clearly <laughs> that's clearly speaking about like gay people or, or trans people or something like there's it's an LGBTQ kind of thing. It's not a homogenization and it, it's frequently used by people like peter quinones it's used by the alt-right all the time like the mask is fully off at this point the mask has been like thrown out the window like it's not even it's not even near you anymore and, and with <laughs> with uh angela going on tim pool saying that multiculturalism is a failed experiment and there's there's nothing about the context context that makes it better uh pool was talking about how cities are too big and then he said multicultural. He, he started talking about multiculturalism and she basically cut him off and said, it's a failed experiment. 
Like there's nothing, there's nothing more to the story there. What demographic in terms of politics are you appealing to if you're saying that multiculturalism is a bad idea? It's the alt-right again, which is all they do. Right. I don't, I don't want to monopolize the conversation. That's the, that's the demographic. Pretty much. And then there was the, what else do I have written down? I've got that Libertarian Party of Delaware Pride Month tweet um, where they were talking about like, I, I don't remember if they mentioned cultural Marxism, but they mentioned something about, it was in the intro, they mentioned something about degeneracy and then child sexual abuse. And then one of the hashtags on it was Pride Month. It was back in, was Pride Month June Better or July? June. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm losing track of my days here. <laughs> yeah, and they, they hashtagged it Pride Month and everyone was like, what the hell? And they, they didn't retract it or anything like that. Like it's, yeah. And that's, that's where, I, I wonder if it's Dave Casey behind that. Cause he's the, he's, oh. he's big in LP Delaware, but he probably would have had a pirate video with it, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely Dave Casey. Um, that's, that's tweeting that stuff out. Um, just based on, based on the style and stuff. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And he's, he's always inflammatory like that. Like he's not going to take something back. Yeah. Who else yeah, do we have here? Legit just going down a list right now. What about <laughs> Reed Cooley? So I had some uh, tweets of his open before, but I, I closed out all my windows because my Wi-Fi is screwing up, so I don't want to be on different websites. But I know he he is the uh, he used to be the maybe the communications director for Young Americans for Liberty mm-hmm. until yeah he had some made up could be off a little bit. Yeah, he had some like made up title, um, you know, vice president of whatever um, for community, but he basically ran their ran their Twitter and stuff. But um, I think after the um, after YAL two and and everything, um, I think they they let him go uh, basically because he was not who they wanted to try to appeal to. You know, going forward after. Um, after cliff and stuff and um which actually reminds me of another thing we have to talk about which is mises caucus getting shut out of some uh why would that happen with uh reed cooley the guy we're talking about was recently named the communications director of the libertarian party um i didn't know a whole lot about him i knew he was pretty active in some right-wing circles so the day that he was hired or the day that announcement was made that he was hired. I did a little bit of looking into him just real quick. Found him complaining about like gay people. Uh, what was it? Gay people infiltrating the church or something like that. Well, he didn't say, he didn't say who he was talking about, but it was curious. It was, it was clear that it was some kind of like anti LGBTQ thing. Um, he was saying that like they're, they're trying to infiltrate, and they should be viewed as enemies or something like that. I want to let me pull up the exact one so I don't misquote him here. <laughs> yeah. While well, you're looking for that one, um, yeah, he he's got um, yeah, yeah, he's constantly all over libs of TikToks tweets. Um, of course he is. <laughs> yeah, the fact that we allow all ages drag shows proves how far gone this country is now. Okay, so here's a few I dug up on the day that he was hired. Um, and this was four days before he was hired, this tweet I'm about to talk about. There was a Lauren Boebert tweet that 
crazy lady out of Colorado, the the uh, Republican in the House, who is just saying like, they're the left is trying to stop my hey, reelection hey, John. and give me money. What's that, John? Can I just point yeah. out that when you're talking about the LP and crazy lady from Colorado, you do need to be more specific. <laughs> crazy lady, not Karen Ann. Is that, is that Thank better? You. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But she was talking about how the left is trying so hard to stop her reelection. And Reed Cooley, four days before the announcement was made that he was the LP communications director, because I don't know how long it's actually been on the works. I don't know if he was actually hired at that time. But he responded saying, they're fighting you this hard because they know you're a threat. So apparently he's a big Lauren, Lauren Boebert fan, which is seems like exactly what I would expect from the Mises Caucus. Um, he's also well, yeah, she's married to... Worried. Well, I mean, Lauren Boebert's married to a guy that showed his dick to some kids at a bowling alley. <laughs> that's not that's not grooming. That's just Catholicism. Oh, but, yeah. um, that's different. He's also pretty worried about the gays taking over. Uh, the tweets I was talking about, he said, because there was a picture saying God's pronouns are they slash them. First Congregational Church of Pasadena, United Church of Christ. And then it just like has when they meet and stuff like that. So it seems like it's like some progressive Christian church, like whatever, whatever people want to do. And he wrote, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Every one of their attempts to infiltrate Christianity should be treated as an attempt to destroy Christianity. And then he had another tweet. He, he really likes thinking that the gay people are infiltrating, apparently, because two days later, are, or this is a Facebook post. <laughs> You're not supposed to give away your plan out. here. Heist <laughs> is going to stop you. Cultural Marxism. Um, he made a post saying, do they have to infiltrate everything? And it was, it's it's like a, a link to some, or like a preview of a link to some website that doesn't even look like a real website. It's like today.in-24.com. And it says, Tolkien's new book confirms LGBT relationships in Middle Earth. So th that's what he's mad about. I don't even know if this is a real website. But, like, I don't, who cares if there's lgbt relationships in middle earth like fine there's there's those in real life too like there's there's like elves and shit there or no not <laughs> i haven't seen lord of the rings in forever are there elves i forget there's hobbits and shit like so when you're worried about gay people like that's a real thing but yeah so that's the that's the new guy and what does the communications director do exactly I, I imagine they're kind of in charge of some things put out by the party yeah, I, yeah, I don't know exactly the the scope of it, but I th I would assume that he is somewhat in charge of you know the messaging that goes out on you know on the Twitter, Facebook, or um, yeah, I don't know the the whole scope of it, but I imagine that's under his purview. Okay, so we get, went through that. Um. Well, there's their tweets about Trump from the last few days where they were like, they're not just saying that you sh they should abolish the FBI and that the FBI is corrupt. I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. But they're mad about, they're specifically mad about the Trump raid. It's like, that seems like one of the only decent things the FBI has done is like investigating a corrupt authoritarian. Like, if there's one thing the FBI should do, it's, it's looking into Trump because we know the guy's corrupt. We know the guy's power hungry. He basically wanted to be a dictator. He tried to install himself as one. I mean, so you would think that 
a libertarian organization would be fine with one of the most powerful authoritarians in the world. Formally. Well, I mean, he's still like he's, he's still pretty damn powerful. He's got a giant following, but uh, you would think a libertarian organization would be like, yeah, maybe there's something up with this guy. Maybe he actually should be looked into. We we know for sure that had this uh, been investigating Hillary, or or serving oh, a warrant absolutely. on on her place or whatever, that they would have been all over it and cheering them on. Right. Good, because Hillary's corrupt too. But you know, oh, you she know is. Would have been a double I'm standard. just pointing out the the double standard. That's all. Because yeah. I mean, they should all be investigated. In my yeah. book, you know, right. I mean, they're they're all Absolutely. corrupt bastards. I mean, like, it should. I mean, it should almost be a. I mean, it just almost should be part of <laughs> part of part of exiting the you know a, a job because I mean because power corrupts and you tend to do sneaky things and then you get away with it because. Um, you know, I, I understand the, you know, from the legal aspect of, you know, being able to prosecute somebody in that position, you know, as far as finding a fair jury and all that and, you know, and, and sometimes why they don't prosecute and, you know, just political, political, but, you know, if you, if you make it a norm versus, um, you know, what the norm is now, and that's, you know, just saying, well, she just mishandled some, you know, some classified information, bad Hillary, and then, you know, leave it at that. Then, you know, the, the next guy comes in and thinks he can take documents from, <laughs> you know, with, with, you know, special security clearance down to his, you know, his little, his little club in Florida. And, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they went, yeah, the troubling raid against the former, against former President Trump is nothing new. After all, the FBI's very purpose in formation in 1908 was to monitor, harass, and punish critics of the state. And that's, that's what really got me with that. Critics tweet. of it's the like, state, like Donald Trump. Critics of the state, like what, right. It's, it's just, it's complete gibberish. And that's what it is. And a lot of Imagine these, if they were talking about an FBI raid at Hillary like that. Right. Uh, <laughs> known critic of the state, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> it would it would be just as absurd. Like I they I'm mm -hmm. sure they've both done really corrupt things, but they're not trying to appeal to Hillary Clinton supporters, they're trying to appeal to Donald Trump supporters. Right. Basically like half of Dave's audience at this point. <laughs> I actually don't think they're trying to appeal. I think they are appealing to Donald Trump supporters. There's no try involved. That is <laughs> no, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. What else? And then, and, and they've also they posted stuff. They they get roasted a lot for for things. Oh yeah. Are like sh like shut oh, it's up. Great. Yeah. It's it's even more of a shit show than I thought it would be. I thought they'd kind of like keep the mask on at least for a bit, at least for like maybe like six months or something like that. But they already. They basically turned into the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire Twitter within like two weeks. Like going off of, right. they've, they're tweeting about Rockwell and Hoppe and stuff like that. Like there's a guy on Twitter that, that uh, worst account account <laughs> who uh, talks about how like the purpose of the Mises Caucus is just to piss off other Libertarians. Like that's like, that's all they want to do. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I could see it. Because like, why would you what do you think just tweeting out like we love Lou Rockwell or however they put it, what, what's that going to do? Someone's going to look him right. up and be like, Oh yeah, this guy's suspected of writing the Ron Paul newsletters and he wrote a pro police brutality op-ed and he just uh, 
posted a, uh, I almost said Stormfront, Daily Stormer, same thing, basically. He posted <laughs> a Daily Stormer link on his website about, like, being mad. Like, the link was, like, mad about, like, interracial marriage and, like, gay sex or something like that. Like, that was, like, the problems with America. Like, how is the... Again, who are you trying to appeal to? That's the question you got to ask over and over. Paleos, Groypers, and Magas. It's very clear at this point. Yeah. I mean, Someone... they can define bigot because that's who they're directly, you know, marketing to. They just don't want to admit they can define bigot. So someone <laughs> in our comments is mad about half-remembered paraphrases and subjective interpretation. The only reason I haven't been reading off of tweets is, again, because I, I moved to a new apartment and I'm having some internet issues today that I'm trying to get fixed. So I'm not trying to like be opening a bunch of other tabs and doing a bunch of stuff. But if you have any specific ones you want to see, I'd be happy to look it up for you. Because I'm not, I've, I've seen these, if you actually, if you go back to the intro to this uh, podcast, a lot of the ones I've talked about were actually featured in the intro. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I put them, I put them right in there with screenshots. There's... There's video of Angela saying that bigots are welcome in the Libertarian Party because she has a different definition of bigotry, which, again, let, let's talk about that for a second, because how how much of a bullshit excuse is that that, oh, we can't define bigotry, but she has no problem defining like woke or critical race theory, which are significantly harder to define. Like, I, right. I don't know if you. Is, can she not open a dictionary? Is like what's her what's her problem here with just the word? I know we can't appeal the dictionary, but with just the word bigot, like it seems like she's fine uh, defining anything against the left, but she has some trouble defining things against the right. Yeah, well, and I mean that's I mean that's just the that's the game that they play is well well. Bigotry is just such a, you know, it's such a term or it's thrown around too much or, you know, whatever, you know, just kind of like how they are with, you know, well, the alt-right doesn't really exist anymore or whatever. And, you know, and, and they just try to downplay, dismiss, deflect, um, but they've grabbed onto, yeah, words like woke and that woke just means anything, she, you know, she doesn't like. And, and that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. And they talk about, I, I saw in... I was rewatching some of the reason.com interviews with them. I don't remember if this was McCardle or Heist there. I think it was Heist. He was talking about how like bigots are welcome because the only part of libertarianism is the non-aggression principle. And as long as you don't like, as long as you don't violate that, like you're fine. But I mean, the LP has been tweeting stuff out about being against wokeism and being against critical race theory. Like, wokeism is not aggression in itself like you could their argument would be that there could be aggression that would come from wokeism what i feel so dumb using the word wokeism but, uh, <laughs> their argument could be that there could be aggression that could come from that but have you there sure as hell if you're going to use that line of thinking there sure as hell is aggression that could come from racism like there's been a very long history of it continuing to today there's people who there's still people who want to use the state in to uh the further racism they want to keep different races out and stuff like that or want to send cops at black people like that's that's definitely a thing what, what is the exact problem with condemning racism that they're so afraid of condemning their core audience <laughs> yeah i mean it's they it's, don't want to condemn Dave's fellow traveler it's 
their core audi- their core audience is racists and people who are okay being around racists. Like, if if they condemned racism, they'd have to condemn, you know, Ron Paul standing directly next to Ryan Dawson looking at I'm not sure what kind of poster and both of them smiling. I believe that was at the uh Take Human Action Bash at, at uh, Reno. Oh God! I don't know if Dawson was. I know there was a Reed uh, Coverdale was, posted the pics. Yeah, I don't think that was the Take Human Action Bash. I think that was another event somewhere out west, maybe Colorado or something like that. Because I remember, uh, I remember seeing Coverdale talk about that one. Okay, but, well, maybe like, not. They're, the... they're fine with uh, the excuses they make for people like Dawson that were just hilarious. Like, when I tweet out the video of Dawson basically, like, blaming the Jews for everything in the world, where he's, like, he's, like, pedophilia, Jews, wars, Jews. And then he he ends it saying, like, he ends it basically justifying Hitler, saying, like, and for no reason at all, they elected Adolf Hitler. And then the end of that video is him wondering about how to get rid of parasites, and it had a Zyklon B thumbnail. It's, like, how obvious can you be? And they're, like, no, he's just talking about the Zionists. And, like, he talks about Zionists at other points in the thing. But even if you're just talking about Zionists, like, Zionists aren't responsible for every problem in the world. Like, that's that's absurd, too. But it wasn't just, like, it, it's very clear that Dawson is talking about Jews in general. If you're going to say, if you're saying Jews, you're talking about Jews. You're not just talking about Zionists, again, which is a, another dumb argument. But these people will just contort themselves into knots to avoid avoid any of this. They talk about how we misrepresent Dawson, even though he goes around with doing the triple parentheses stuff. Oh, what's going on here? The meaning of most words are controlled by Marxists. Woke is a word whose meaning has escaped the control of... This is... Was Merriam-Webster a Marxist? Yes, Merriam-Webster is a Marxist. I, I, I have to ask, banner yet wave... Are are you um, Jacob Winograd under some alternate account? Just curious. <laughs> just just asking questions. Just seeking truth. <laughs> truth seeker. I'm not saying that Jacob Winograd some... controls all the accounts. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I I I, I mean I, I don't even have anything for that. What? Okay, dude. Whatever. I'm not going to just pick on 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 Jacob because there's a lot of turds in that punch bowl. But oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Marxists control all the language. Wow, really? I mean, yeah. There's there's influence out there, but there's you know propaganda from every direction. Right. You know, language is hyper weaponized at this point in time, and you can like try to say something and then the meaning is obvious, but you've used words that have been weaponized and everything goes to shit faster than you can blink. Well, Marxists control the language because I can't scream the N word at Walmart. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, what was it's just, it, it, I don't, I don't get this whole thing about how Marxists hey, control. Don't forget everything. to read this always, one that's on the screen currently. Uh, well, he's not. It's not Ryan he's Dawson. Not, Ryan to say Dawson. That. <laughs> not Nick Fuentes. <laughs> Fuente, what? Yeah. I, I feel like Fuentes has been up to some interesting stuff since the last time we were on here, but I haven't. I forget. I know he was. Oh, there. 
there was the um he was i think invited to and then disinvited from freedom fest oh yeah um, he yeah, showed up gonna... he just didn't speak because um coverdale actually got a pick with him yeah and yes, um, that's and... it yep that yep and uh i may be mis about to mispronounce her name olivia rondo uh, yeah, her I'm not boyfriend. Sure. I'm not sure the pronunciation of who you're talking about. Her her boyfriend and Reed and Nick took a picture right outside the theater where like the most canceled man in America or whatever the film is was playing. Yep. Oh god. And it, it, yeah, it's just it's funny though because I saw I saw Angela the other day talk about how. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm with her on this about how like we shouldn't bring Liz Cheney into the LP because Liz Cheney has a bunch of mm. terrible views. But it's funny she if you if you asked her the same question about like Fuentes or you even asked her about like Marjorie Taylor Greene or something like that, she would totally dance around it. Yeah, like absolutely. Like it, you, you can name Dawson, you can name Fuentes. They they wouldn't be like, oh no, they can be, not be involved in the LP in any capacity. It's just it's just someone like like Weld who I'm, I'm against myself. Can can or, I read her name. tweet word for word? Yeah, because yeah. this is this is so pretty he, absolute. There's no semblance of a a maybe. In but the words here. are controlled by Marxist. Just to be clear, I will never support this person becoming involved with the Libertarian Party in any capacity, not even as a volunteer at Parks Cleanup Event, not even as yeah. a clown in a dunk tank for charity zero involvement now that's crystal clear and i agree that liz cheney shouldn't be in the libertarian party unless she changed considerably but yeah. that kind of clarity goes out the door when you do ask about the fuentes and and the dawson's and and uh you know the brian sharps and and all of those people and it's it's just insane yeah, that's, that's that's actually good with uh with Brian Sharp, who, for anyone who doesn't know, that's Hotep Jesus. I mean, Angela invited him to speak at a Mises Caucus event, so he had, she she directly brought him in. He's the guy who is always freak another guy who's always freaking out about the Jews, saying that like he he likes the alt right because they're not afraid to call out the Jews and stuff like that. And he's he's had Holocaust denial posts before. He basically, he's another, just like Dawson, he's another blame the Jews for everything type thing. And Angela called him a truth seeker. She didn't, she invited him to something and she called him a truth seeker. She didn't say, oh no, we can't have this guy anywhere near the DLP because he is fucking insane and he's a piece of shit, which he is. But she, she had to invite him in because again, it's a, it's a, certain demographic that they're appealing to it's it's like young edgy people basically who are hyperactive on on social media and intellectual dark web shit it's it's that whole kind of thing and i mean you might that that demographic is overrepresented online so i th i think they're gonna have a pretty bad uh reality check if they think that's gonna translate into like actual like widespread support oh speaking of which uh looking at looking at their support that that fundraiser they did back over fourth of july weekend so so i want to <laughs> fill anyone in on this because this is a this is a good one so they were trying to raise forty thousand dollars and it was the first ten thousand was going to go to help candidates and the next thirty thousand was one of their guys dan smots i think is his name 
he was going to make some video about in why inflation happens or something like that. And then they were going to like air it places. So I think that's what the full 30,000 was for. And it was originally supposed to run three days. I think it was July 2nd to July 4th. And they, they put up the graphic early and people were making fun of them because they barely had any donations on it. And they were, I, I think Karen Ann specifically was like, oh, just wait. It's not, it hasn't started yet. And then it, it ended and they were only at maybe around like 7,500 out of $40,000. So they were like, they weren't even 20% of the way towards their goal. And then they edited it to like keep the fundraiser going past July 4th. And it was just up for weeks. I don't think they ever actually even hit 25%. I don't think they got the 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, Is it yeah, still they up? didn't get very, it's not anymore. Okay. Um, Cause it was... did finally take it down, but, but it was, it, it turned into you know, money bomb weekend. They did uh, what, like a six-hour telethon over it, and um, yeah, barely raised any money. So you know, they moved the goalposts to be for for the entire month, and then it still also didn't go very well. I feel like it would have been less embarrassing if they had just kind of been like, okay, this didn't go great. Let's not like double down and extend this for the whole month, but. It who was it, Angela, who said, like, there's going to be more of these by popular demand or something like that? <laughs> I think it, I think it was Angela. And it's like, what popular demand are you talking about? You didn't even get to, you brought out, like, all your heavy hitters, like Josh was hosting it for a bit, Josh Smith. And uh, I, I know a, a, they had a bunch of different guys on there. And they couldn't even get to 25% in, like, their first major fundraiser since they took over. Like, this is supposed to be, like, they're supposed to, be moving things now and like really like growing the party which obviously is not actually going to happen and really raising all the money and it's oh it's going to be different now see but it's it's not it's it's worse than it was before yeah well they also had so you said they brought on their heavy hitters and i just want to make sure that this is tied in um they had clint russell on and he's from the tower gang podcast so that complete toxic shit show is actually helping you know the venn diagram is 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 now a circle you know they're they're directly helping got, with the he elp actually, he got featured in an splc article from uh mm -hmm. about a month ago talking about how his connections with ryan dawson because there's coverdale was in that too actually his uh dawson who we were talking about before they actually brought him on their tower game podcast for a Holocaust denial episode. And I, I tuned into it for a little bit. I didn't really want to waste my time with it that much. Just want, I just wanted to see what ridiculous things they might pull out. But I know Dawson was pulling something out about how the confessions at Nuremberg were brought about by torture, which there's, that's not, I, I can find no actual evidence of that anywhere. It just seems like a, a thing that, that Dawson just pulled out of his ass. But I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go to the level of Holocaust denial, you're gonna have to make some things up. But it's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dawson, you know, in facts, aren't necessarily simpatico with each other. <laughs> that is true. Now that guy is that that dude is just like. Do you see? Actually, do you see him? I think it was a few months ago. Get really mad at Dave Smith. 
because really? Dave Smith didn't oh, mention him that. during during it was during Dave's uh and maybe like a week after too during the debate or debate the love fest that Dave Smith had with Nick Fuentes on that random outrider guys show um and Dawson was talking about or Dawson was in the comments and then on like Twitter for the week after mad that he did that Dave didn't mention him as like a person who gets canceled all the time it didn't actually like there. There's not actually any substance to it. Dawson was just like mad he didn't mention him. Like I, there, I can't really say anything more about it. But he just really wanted to be mentioned. So Ryan, we're mentioning you. So just you know, not positively like Dave would. <laughs> well, I know Dave's had him on before. Just seeking truth, right? Yeah. Of course. Let's see. What else happened? Let's see. I think we covered most of the LP stuff. Yeah, the only the only big one is probably the abortion. Uh, Roe versus In Trump's Wade. raid. Yeah, Roe versus Wade. Um, yeah, because I remember we were talking about like doing a big podcast on that after it happened, and then like we just haven't done a podcast for two months. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know well, what to say about it. There's a podcast, and it is after it happened. <laughs> that is true, <laughs> but I I think it brings up the issue for me, like on a larger scale beyond just abortion. Obviously, I'm against the, I'm very against the Roe v. Wade decision, but the issue of people caring more you about mean the repeal of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you got me there. I'm very against the repeal of the Roe v. Wade decision. I'm, wait, yeah, yeah, that would have been a bad clip. That's gonna be that's gonna be everywhere if people actually watch this. Don't we? Yeah, like five years. But, uh, I'm very, I'm very against the repeal of the Roe v. Wade decision. But I think it raises the bigger issue of people, a lot of Mises Caucus people, especially, caring more about uh, decentralization than about liberty like they were all did i just break up for a second i saw my video kind of yeah okay so yeah, you break up i was saying how the mises caucus oh, people go. care more oh okay we're good how they care more about decentralization than liberty in general because people were talking about how yeah oh yeah it gives it back to the states like why do we want to give the states the right to violate people's rights like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's not, I don't know what that is, but it's not libertarian to say, because you could even argue that's not decentralization, because prior to, uh, prior to the Dobbs decision, which is what I meant to say before, um, the right basically was with the individual. Like, yeah, it was the federal government saying that the states couldn't encroach upon it, but that effectively made it so that it was an individual's decision. But now it's, uh, basically a state's decision like the state can the state can choose to right. step in and make it their decision right. they, so that's, they, they, that's kind of the opposite right they essentially yeah gave gave the states the power to to ban something that that they that they couldn't before because it was an individual right and it, it just and and just a lot of things unravel from that from that entire line of thinking you know, I know they say, oh, we're not going to go after gay marriage or no, we won't go after, you know, 
Virginia versus Loving. And, you know, maybe they won't go after Virginia versus Loving. And, you know, those were decided on different, you know, different ways. But it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's not a good, the entire state's rights thing is just not a good position to take. And I, it's like, yeah, know, I can foresee to, some pretty nasty things coming issues. from it. Yeah. Yeah. Applying it yeah, to you other apply, Like even just... apply it to something like apply it to something like guns or something like, and I, I know there's some of them that are consistent on this, but I saw a lot of inconsistencies. Like there was the opinion the day before Dobbs where, which expanded gun rights and made it so that states couldn't infringe on people's gun rights, at least to a certain point. Would they be against that? Because if you're going to take the state right, the state's rights thing to its logical conclusion, they should be they should be against that decision. They should say no, no. New York has can ban whatever guns they want to, or New York can ban free speech, or do whatever, or New York can just totally disregard, or any state can just totally disregard the Fourth Amendment. Like that's the logical conclusion of that. And I know that you can say that they say sometimes that decentralizing things makes it easier to control and i mean maybe that's true sometimes like there there are times where decentralization can actually can be a good thing like if you look at states basically nullifying federal marijuana law and making it legal but it's decentralization shouldn't be an actual end goal like you can use it as a method sometimes for sure but not when it it shouldn't be used when liberty is the actual point like when it decreases liberty it should be opposed Right. Yeah, decentralization is just a tool. Using exactly. using that as an actual goal is, you know, a philosophical clusterfuck. Yeah, I mean, because it, it it the the way that you know the the way that it's that it's laid out, what what could be done, and you know, there's states that have talked about banning travel to other states. I mean, you've essentially given your bodily autonomy to the state in that case and you know so so no no freedom to travel you know what what would a decision look like in you know in that case Um, because freedom to travel isn't in the constitution either but it's considered a you know a a right that that the people retain a lot of people a lot of people ignore the ninth amendment and and you really have to take the ninth and tenth together <laughs> to you know to, to come to reasonable conclusions they you know these people love the 10th amendment but you know you, you you could potentially be looking at essentially prisons for for pregnant people because because they they have to give birth and that's what the state said and you know you could def- defend that legally and in, in court and that's just gross <laughs> No, I'm yeah, they're, they're not exactly thinking it through. Mm-hmm. Or they are. And what just what they desire is something that does not look very much like liberty. It looks more like unleashing well, the cops. No, I mean, because it can be used against them, too, is what I'm saying. No, that's true. And that's that's funny and, you bring that up, too, because, like, look at how the people like Marjorie Taylor Greene are talking about defunding the FBI now because they're mad that there was a Trump search. But the second it, like... The second there's like a, a drug raid or something, she just go back to her normal like back the blue type bullshit, right? Yeah, I mean, is yeah, it, 
oh, what was that tweet that I saw about the FBI? Um, yeah, the FBI can never do good things, but it can do funny things, and there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those those lines. No, I, I know the one you're talking about. In in a couple of weeks, the FBI will raid some uh, Democratic governor, and the right will be on board with the FBI again. Don't worry. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they they want they want the, <laughs> they want. Yeah, they want uh, you know the Ep- Epstein's client list or whatever. You know, they're they're begging the FBI to to do something about that, which yeah, they should. But they're currently the agency that has, you know, probably the most power to in purview to do so. So yeah, go ahead and you know, <laughs> but and you know who knows what they're doing in the background or if yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you know who who knows? You you never know. So, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just the logical inconsistencies well and, and that's you know and that's what this strain of you know you know right wing is um you know i've seen it described as a as a series of mental irritable mental gestures that parade around as as ideas and that's a lot of what it is it it has no it has no base. It has no basis in, in any kind of rationality. So I, I want to read this tweet because it's perfect to tie in with the FBI and everything that's going on. And I hope I don't mispronounce this guy's name. Joshua Reed. Is it Ekel? E-A-K-L-E? So no, he, I know who you're talking about. I'm not sure how to pronounce quote, it. He quote tweeted someone saying, just a friendly reminder that the FBI hasn't raided the home of a single person on Jeffrey Epstein's list. And his quote tweet is two pictures. One picture with um, Trump having his arm around Jeffrey Epstein's shoulder. The other is a picture of part of the flight log that has Donald Trump's name on it. And it's like, yep, they've raided someone on the list. <laughs> Not like that, though. No, no, not like that. <laughs> Did you guys see the, uh, speaking of the whole Epstein thing, when, uh, I think his name is, he's a Fox News host. I think his name is Brian Kilmeade. He was co, he was a uh, guest hosting Tucker Carlson the other night. And he put up, he like, he teased it before the break. And then he put up, after the commercial break, he put up a picture of, it was hilariously clearly photoshopped of, the judge who signed the uh, the search warrant for for Trump's place, like with just Jis- Maxwell, but it was like it was probably like a Jeffrey Epstein picture, but he was, was trying to pa- he was trying to pass it off as like the judge being like involved in that, and even Hannity was like, I think that's just like a bad Photoshop, and Brian Kilmeade well, there- was like, Oh, we'll see. Yeah, well, there was literally like a, a watermark in it for whoever <laughs> made it, like. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know we know what they're doing there. <laughs> it's, it's... Well, do you think he was? Do you think he was stupid enough to like know that that was a Photoshop, or not know that it was a Photoshop, or he just didn't care? I I don't think he cared, to be honest. I mean, he might be stupid too, but I don't think. Yeah, he cared. why not both? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, it was definitely, definitely pretty, pretty reckless. Let's see. What else, right, what else do we want to touch on today? Anything? Um, 
Uh, speaking of Roe v. Wade, there was Josh Smith going on Twitter calling women who have abortions hoes, which is, I'm sure that's exactly the behavior you want from a, a vice chair of the third largest political party in the United States. It's really going to bring in the bring in the voters. Yeah. From good old balls on ya. Which yeah, I'm going through account, I got my phone on right now. I'm going account, through it. Which the account, the Libertarian Party account retweeted, like, it's just such a joke. It became, it became a Balls joke and things you. became, things it's, became it's a joke so quickly, like faster than I could have ever dreamed of. <laughs> Let's see. The LP was blocking people. Let me um, see what we got here. After they posted a Tom Woods. Oh yeah. And Josh um, was, he, Josh had a post go like semi-viral on Twitter where he was on the same flight as Bernie Sanders or something like that. And he was wearing a uh, physical removal t-shirt that had a helicopter, which was a Pinochet thing. Uh, it's right, and it was from hoppian.org, which is like this alt-right website. So it's like, it, they're, they're totally masked off. And I mean, they're not gonna, they're not gonna go anywhere with this. Like, yeah, you'll get on like Tim Pool and Joe Rogan sometimes, but that's not, that's not the actual world. That's just like, again, that, <laughs> that like 18 to 32 demographic that just really likes edgy stuff and is on the internet a lot. Like that's not right. actually, that's not actually the entire world. Right. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. They vastly, yeah. They vastly have a, um, complete misunderstanding of, of the world and, I mean, it is, oh, what did Popat call it? Oh, yeah. Taken over by people too socially awkward to be proud boys. <laughs> That's a perfect uh, uh, description. So I, I only heard part of that. Was I, um, were you describing Josh Smith trying to photobomb Bernie or whatever? Yeah, when he was wearing okay, like, yep. a Pinochet t-shirt. I mean, I'm no fan of Bernie, but... Like I said in that uh, Facebook discussion thread, uh, it's a pretty easy call that Bernie is better than Josh Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but like just being the uh, vice chair of the third largest political party, which it probably isn't going to be for long, but uh, and wearing fourth, a shirt. Fourth largest by resources. <laughs> okay. And it'd probably be like fifth or sixth in a little bit. But uh, wearing like a, a t-shirt invoking mass murder by a dictator is, is not supposed to be the libertarian move. Like, yeah, you're allowed to wear your t-shirt, freedom of speech and all that, but come on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it it's allowable because it doesn't say happy birthday, JBH. <laughs> well, that's the, that yeah, that's the real bad thing. We can talk about murdering people invoking like this mass murder campaign in the 70s but if you say happy birthday to the guy who uh fought the irs in court then that's just yeah oh, let's see oh yeah i found that thread where where popat did give uh did give clint quite the smackdown <laughs> what did he say like like clint invited them on his podcast and he was like i have to wash my hair that day <laughs> I think that's what Pope had said. Remember when, yeah. when we had when we had Clint on a few months ago, 
and I brought up that thing like he was he was shit talking me like crazy on uh actually Josh Smith's uh show when after I had gotten kicked off he showed up like a half hour later and was like oh I wanted to dunk on that little midget bitch John Hudak or whatever and I brought that up to Clint and he just like totally sidestepped it like and started talking about like oh yeah we basketball I, I thought that was hilarious <laughs> I thought that I just thought that was hilarious how he, like totally backed down now and now he goes around talking about how we're terrible people for the Tom Wood stuff but that's that's a whole different story <laughs> Yeah, so, yep, this was there. This was the LP's Mac um, McCarthy tweet. Yeah, McCarthy was wrong. Let's see, Pope, yeah, read this tweet in the response to see, well, what about the Libertarian Party? It is not a thing and won't be until the fire, fire or until it is fire purified of edgelord snort-laughing bigots with fascist fantasies. Um, okay, yep, and then and then Pope Pat had said, yes, they've always been taken over by people too socially awkward to be proud boys. <laughs> it's That's a perfect, a perfect description. description. That that really is. Yeah. 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 Open invite, and then Clint's saying, Yeah, open invite to discuss your assessment of the current LP leadership on my show. I'll prove you wrong at every turn. Or you can continue to slander good people with no facts whatsoever. <laughs> I just love it. It's libel, Clint. <laughs> Written or more specifically typed. If I came on your show and spoke it, it could be slander, except it couldn't be slander because it's figurative opinion and also it's true. Also, I can't come <laughs> to your show because I have to wash my hair that day. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. It isn't remotely true. If you want to hash it out, let me know. I don't have hair to wash, so I'm free whenever you are. <laughs> central and crucial to your project is the demand that I take people like you and your ilk seriously. I decline. That's perfect. <laughs> and then um, and then he quote tweeted and um, Clint said, we have better ideas. Your ability to suppress them is failing and now nearing collapse. Just the, the narcissist just the narcissistic complete just i don't even know the word for it yeah they almost raised a quarter of their thing in that telethon so watch out <laughs> believe me we believe we are unserious by all means we're still going to change this world and liberate the people who want to be free unless you want an abortion or you want to immigrate or you're homeless and you want to go to a park <laughs> yeah it's it's just I mean, Pope Pat gave him quite, quite the, quite the smackdown. But they are literally incapable of being embarrassed because of oh, yeah. the, 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 the narcissism. One of their and, leaders, his Twitter handle is Balzania. They are, they're definitely <laughs> incapable of being embarrassed. Um, well, and even with the, even with the um, LP tweet too, there was the entire. Um, there was the entire um, debacle with. Um, uh, with Chase, uh, the Georgia Senate candidate, and oh, yeah. um, and Dave, yeah, Dave um, had the, that weird that weird clap back, and everyone was making fun of him for it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yeah, he as the as I believe the kids call it a ratio, ratio got ratioed. I think, I think it went away after a while because enough of his fans saw it and, and gave it some <laughs> likes. But he was pretty he was pretty ratioed for a while. But. Yeah. And they thought it was a good thing. That means that that they they triggered the libs if they get ratioed. But you know, if if 
day ratio somebody, then that's also a good thing. Like, it's just, once again, irritable mental gestures that masquerade around his ideas. That's, that's all it is. That's all, and that's all the LP is now. I think the 2024 election, I mean, first and foremost, I would love to actually have a libertarian candidate for, like, just seriously, I would love to have a libertarian candidate that, like, just doesn't suck and could actually, like, put through good ideas and actually be, like, a face of libertarianism in a good way. But since that's not going to be happening, Dave Smith as the candidate with Maj as the vice president, which is probably what's going to happen unless Mises totally falls apart before then, which, I mean, is possible. But people would have to want to come back. But that that duo is just going to be hilarious to watch. It is mm-hmm. going to be a shit show beyond shit shows. Because yep. Maj is just going to be going around telling people to suck his dick like he always does. And Dave is just going to be like defending every pot, every right winger, like any way he can. It, it's going to be great. Right. And then, and then, and then the night before the election, Dave will, will yep. say Trump was a great public servant. And <laughs> I'm here to vouch for Trump or DeSantis. If it's DeSantis, yeah, it's yeah. Definitely I was DeSantis about to say. DeSantis. And you know, just there, the other the other thing that I'm just always amazed at, and you know, it's not like I know everything. I'm no you know huge legal expert. I'm not, but but I'm not. I'm also like, I, I if I don't know something, I, I seek to get myself informed about it and you know try to understand more. But you know, like Dave, just it's it's so clear how little these people understand how anything works <laughs> and you know yeah i don't like how a lot of things work but you still have to understand them but like i expect trump to be charged and eventually b- banned from running in 2024 how exactly dave do, do you know that that really the only thing that could possibly get trump banned from running is finding a way to invoke is it 14th, 14th amendment. amendment um yeah article article three from it but there is no in the enforcement mechanism for that was was repealed in the i think the 40s and so there's no real enforcement mechanism besides possibly a lawsuit and even that you know that that's a difficult hurdle i mean they've tried it for what uh marjorie taylor green madison cothorn that's not gonna work um, you know, obviously shuffling around state secrets might be, <laughs> might be, a, a, you know, a little bit easier to, to argue, um, you know, as far as rebellion against the U.S., depending on what, you know, depending on what he did with them. But there's otherwise nothing. Trump's over 35. He's lived in the U.S. And now it's the other one. Oh, and as a citizen, like natural born. Yeah, like that's that's just that's how things work, and you should understand that if you want to, you know, run for president. Uh, so it's just, it's just hilarious. Oh, one LP thing that we didn't touch on um, is the um, um, kind of the meddling within with states that they're that they're currently doing. Oh um, yeah. New Mexico. New Mexico. Oh, and I've totally know, lost Idaho? track. Yep. And Idaho, Idaho sounds right. Yeah, I stopped paying attention to it because it, it's very clear what they're going to do. They're just going to side with the because there's like two warring factions in both of those parties. They will always side and with the Mises gonna, faction no matter yeah, what. 
they mean, just do that every time. It's it's obvious. Plain as day, and it's they don't care about bylaws. They don't care about facts. Yep. They will use the bylaws and they will use the facts if they feel those are on their side. But if they aren't, they'll just scream. They'll make really ridiculous hashtags and and get everybody angry. And yeah, yeah. States states should should do what they can to disaffiliate as soon as possible. Which I think New Mexico is. Actually, you know what they they should tweet out as they leave the LP. Hashtag LP divorce. <laughs> Decentralization. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. LP but divorce. I mean, state, states like that, it. you know, states that aren't, um, yeah, states, states should do what they can to protect themselves from, from the national party because eventually the national party will just set up new affiliates for, you know, for their, for their own purpose. So, um, so yeah, that's you know because if you if you disaffiliate as a as a state party before you know national starts to get their grubby hands on it, you know then you you at least maintain your structure in your state and you know whatever status that you you know that you have and I would say most cases, but um, yeah, definitely don't sit around and wait. <laughs> you know, take take positive take positive action. Yeah, at least do something. That. Because they're yeah they're they're gonna try to take out anyone who's not and, right or anyone who's not pro Mises like it's it's clear at this point what it is they want to run it like their own little organization right their own little social club they want to so tamp in, down the democratic they wanna, element they want to get invited to the cocktail parties <laughs> that's what they always say about us I, I've never been to a cocktail party I don't even oh, I think I froze yep yeah hear me now for a sec. Yep. You're back. Okay. I, yeah, I, fr- I froze for a second. Uh, I've never been to a cocktail party in my life, and I don't even know what cocktail parties are like, but they I've been accused so many times of just wanting to be invited to cocktail parties. It's, it's like their go-to for some reason. <laughs> You're a regime libertarian, John. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say someone like with all the, is with a all regime that, with... libertarian. Mm-hmm. <sighs> with, with all that power that you have, remember you... Remember, we lost our power in in May. <laughs> like, what what position have I ever had? I've never even been a delegate to anything. Yeah, I just I I, I, I run a Facebook page, and I th- I thought it was funny how they would they were acting like we would just like disappear from the internet after they were after they beat us. Like it was going to be like some like it's like beating a boss in a video game. Like they just disintegrate <laughs> or something like that. Like they're just like we won't have to deal with these people again after Arena. Okay, you didn't have to deal with us before either. I mean, you know, that was kind <laughs> like of always the, allowed. It's the exact same thing. We're making the exact same posts we're we're doing, and it's just, yeah, it, it's just. I mean, we don't have like as much of a stake in it anymore, but we're still going to criticize them, right? We don't just disappear. Dave Smith twenty twenty four dot com. You know, you, you totally broke up there. Oh, um, he had said DaveSmith2024.com. Okay. Oh, did that break up? Did it sound like I just said Dave Smith 2024? Because I didn't, I didn't say that. I added that <laughs> comment. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be another clip you can, you can take of me. All right. Do we have anything else we want to touch on today? No, I don't think so. Um... You know what? I think, I feel like we haven't we haven't brought on like a 
a guest we could argue with in a while. I feel like we got to do that again soon. Yeah, I could do. I could. I could be down for that. I'll I'll hit some people up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we'll get anybody, but maybe Ted will come back on for anyone who remembers. Him. Oh, Ted. Oh, Ted. 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 A fun one. All right. Well, uh, thanks to the five people here for watching today. <laughs> and uh, we haven't. I know we haven't done one in two months, but like I always said before, we will see you again in two weeks. <laughs>